I had been at the Weather Network for less than a year, but this would quickly become one of the biggest days of my life in weather, and it came early. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. On July 17, 2006, a massive series of storms moved across Ontario and Quebec. The damaged track was nearly 400 kilometers long, one of the longest in Ontario history, and it happened on this day in weather history. Today is an example of a day where weather went bananas all over the most densely populated area in the entire country of Canada, southern Ontario through southern Quebec. It is estimated that close to 60% of the country's entire population is concentrated right here between Windsor and Montreal. That is also the entire stretch of the highway number 401. So the track this system took was not only alarming, but very concerning. I remember that the air was hot, really hot, and it was plenty humid as well. The soaking wet, supersaturated air mass that had been baking all of us for days lifted abruptly as a cold front approached. Uh-oh, this is what on television I call the hammer in the gun, and this had been cocked and was ready to go off. The atmosphere exploded, firing off a myriad of wild winds, funnel clouds, straight line winds, microbursts, and tornadoes. I was sitting in a coffee shop after my shift at the Weather Network with a group of friends and my son who was only four years old at the time. As we were meeting, I asked that we wrap up early because from where I was sitting, I could see a very dark cloud deck that I hadn't seen since the tornado that I experienced back in 1985 when I was living in Barrie, Ontario. By the time my son and I got into the car in the parking lot, the sky had moved fast and was now on top of us. By the time I turned the key, it was a hailstorm so intense that I couldn't even hear my own thoughts. And the rain was ridiculous. By the time I got to the front door of my home, only four minutes away I might add, the lightning was crazy. It was as if we were inside a Tesla experiment. <laughs> Once inside our home, I rushed to the basement with a radio and my cell phone. Then news started to unfold. Welcome to year two of this podcast. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. But oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. At one point, a quarter of a million people were without power. Damage in infrastructure was the worst in Ontario since the paralyzing 1998 ice storm. The violent weather took the lives of two people. Damages were so bad that many communities declared states of emergencies. Two tornadoes touched down in Newmarket, Ontario. They were embedded in a line of severe thunderstorms that caused wind damage across southern and central Ontario. Play sets were knocked over, fences were thrown for hundreds of meters, and power lines were blown down. Minor damage was done to a garage and several houses who had windows broken and shingles torn off, one of which was found impaled in a wooden door frame like a Chinese throwing star. The storms ripped across the province, splintering trees, snapping hydro poles, and downing power lines. The combination of strong winds, punishing rain, and thousands of lightning strikes left many communities in chaos 
prompting several municipal leaders to declare their own states of emergency. Aside from the damage brought upon Newmarket, the region around North Bay, Callender, and Matawa was hit the hardest. Overall, though, it was the hydro outages that caused most of the grief across Ontario. Numerous transformer stations were damaged, high-voltage circuits were downed, and electricity poles were snapped like stir sticks. In Quebec, the storm continued to wreak havoc, causing major flooding and significant property damage from Abitibi to Quebec City. The Abitibi-Timiskamang region received between 40 and 50 millimeters of rain, 2 centimeter diameter hail, and wind that gusted between 90 and 120 kilometers per hour. The intense winds uprooted trees, flipped boats, and knocked down telephone poles like dominoes. Thousands of people across Quebec lost power and or had their basements totally flooded. There was a landslide around the Saint-Honoré area that was caused by the torrential rain. For Ontario alone, they suffered a total of 23 tornadoes that year, far more than their annual average of what should normally be only 14. This was on July 17th, this day, in weather history. Tomorrow is July 18th, and on this day in weather history, the day that we experienced a hurricane so ferocious that not only did it make landfall as a major hurricane once, but it did it twice. The year was 2005, and the name that we will remember is Hurricane Emily. We're going back there tomorrow, so please come along on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.